Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we finished our homework. Yeah, myself and Sarah Avampado from Locked On NHL, we finished our homework. We stuck to our word. All of this today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We did it. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, how, how are Don't you Don't ask me when I did it. <laughs> I'm good. Procrastinating, but you know, that's that's how it is. Yeah. Welcome everyone to Locked On Anaheim Ducks slash Locked On LA Kings, since Sarah Avampada will surely use this for her podcast as well. So we'll just say welcome to Locked On SoCal Hockey. Yeah. It's our new special series where we feature hockey from Southern California. Hint, there is none. <laughs> but we're gonna have fun anyway. I'd like to welcome my favorite guest. My favorite friend of me, it's Sarah Avampado from Locked on LA Kings and Locked on NHL. All right, Sarah, let's talk. Let's talk about hockey because, you know. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. But first off, how are you doing? I mean, it goes. Everyone's getting excited about hockey and I'm like, that's a thing. I guess we're allowed to get excited about it, even though... My team's not playing and your team isn't playing, but no. I'm glad other people will get to experience the joy of whatever's going to happen next. You know what I really cannot believe? I can't believe there's labor peace. I feel like this just randomly <laughs> happened. Like, no <laughs> fanfare, no, like, press conferences from Gary Bettman's office or whatever. Like, it just sort of snuck out there. That everything's apparently okay. <laughs> when you read that, what did you think? <laughs> I I was like, am I reading something from the last time they did the CBA? Like, I'm honestly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, there to be, and like, I feel like enough, It's it's been enough time now since this was announced that I think that if there was, was anything bonkers hidden in there, that it would have come out by now. But I'm really just waiting for like, oh, on like page 75, Section three subclause I that says that, you know, Henrik Lundqvist gets a pony or something like I'm waiting for something wild in there, but it actually seems fairly reasonable and that like they got it seems like the one thing that was kind of the sticking point, which was guaranteed participation in the Olympics, which I know is hugely important to all the players and was a real disappointment when they didn't go last time. And that seems like something that they have worked out. So I'm surprised, honestly, that it just, there was no drama. It just happened. Like, <laughs> is this the NHL? <laughs> Apparently. I mean, the, the two big sticking points were escrow and the Olympics. They took care of both of them with a four yeah. year extension. Really? Are, are we in a parallel universe? I, I think we are. I think we are. Yeah. So the breaking news is that there's a four-year extension on the CBA extending all the way to 2025 with a possible one year after that. So this could technically be a five-year extension on the CBA. And this expands to a lot of things, one of which is NHL minimum salary. Uh, as of right now, the minimum salary would be 700 k Then for the 21-22 season, it'd go up to 750 k And then 23-24, it'd be 775 k So it's at least a steady raise on the minimum salary. That's not bad. 
yeah, so I think that that'll be interesting for like, you know that one team out there is going to somehow accidentally get screwed on the cap because of like one guy getting a like 25K bump over what they thought he was going to get or something. But, you know, for, for the I, I saw whenever this first was kind of hypothesized, they were actually talking about the Leafs because it was like a Leafs blog that was talking about it. Of course. And they kind of ran down the list of all of the guys who are going to be impacted by it. And it's largely like all of their very young players, like guys who would probably be turning pro in the next couple years. And then like Jake Muzzin. So all those guys who structure their contracts as like minimum salary and then the other like $4.5 million is all in bonuses. Like they will actually have their salaries changed because of the new minimums. And so I thought it was really hilarious to see, you know, this list of like young up and coming stars. And then Jake Muzzin, (laughs) (laughs) who is on the wrong side of 30, almost he's been in the league for a long time. Hasn't he? Jake Muzzin. He really has. Like I, I, Anytime I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, he has been around for a while. Just think about this. It has been eight years since that five-minute major. Think about that. Eight years. Time time is fake. I hate it. (laughs) Time's fake? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Super fake. For those of you outside of California that have no idea what we're talking about, we're, of course, referring to the... Uh, 2012 Stanley Cup run of the LA Kings over the New Jersey Devils and the five-minute major penalty when Skidari got his nose bashed into the glass, resulting in not one, not two, but three goals for the LA Kings as they won their first cup ever at the time. It is Rob Skidari's most important contribution to the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, come on. He had better contributions than that. Give him some I mean, he did, but... I mean, I, I I have actually defended Rob Scuderi quite a bit on my own podcast, so I, I as well. You it should. was a very important moment. Maybe maybe not his most like valuable contribution, but a very important moment. He he took one for the team, let's say. Well, and uh, it's funny that you mentioned like the that, rest was history. That injury, a lot of Ducks fans consider the, I guess Paul Korea kind of injury, to be one of the most important moments in Ducks history. After he got bashed by Scott Stevens. You notice how SoCal teams, they just don't like the Devils because they try to hurt our teams. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, trying to hurt Rob with those guys, And then trying to hurt Paul Correa, knocking him unconscious. Like, what did they ever do to you? Yeah, really, what the hell is that? Thanks a lot, Devils. Yeah, really. If they didn't already have now a Now I'm pick. mad like eight plus years after the fact. <laughs> but they won the cup. They did. They did. That is one thing we have on the Devils is both of our teams have won it closer than the Devils have. The last time the Devils won was 2003 against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And then, of course, both of our teams have won it. That's success. That's two California teams. Two. You know where we're going with this, right? Yeah. 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 Good old Sharks. (laughs) Yeah. Who who also, I mean, this is like the opposite of making fun of the Sharks. This is actually making fun of my real favorite nemesis, Vegas. But, you know, they they were on the, uh, the Sharks were on the receiving end of one of those hits and kind of allowed them to uh, uh, take advantage of a penalty kill that completely just turned into a disaster. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a dumpster fire. As much as I'm usually rooting against the Sharks, I was definitely not rooting against them in that moment. (laughs) And then you rooted against the Sharks anyway, the following series. Well, yes. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the, nat- yeah. the natural order. That was kind order. of my hierarchy there. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're running up against a break, but let's talk about rockauto.com, and I'll do the jingle afterwards. But it's good to have rockauto.com as a sponsor. Uh, they have all the parts your car will ever need, whether it's a Bentley or if you're a Ducks fan, as I mentioned, Tamu Solani has a bucket load of cars. I don't know if you're aware, but Solani's kind of a big car collector. I'm trying to think of a duck joke for that, and I've got nothing. <laughs> uh, so he's got Lambos. He's he's a big car head. So they have car parts for Ferraris, for Lamborghinis, and even my little piddly Toyota Prius. But, hey, I'm saving the earth one car at a time. Yeah, Toyota Prius. But they have all the car parts and at a very reasonable price. And they've been a family-owned business for over 20 years. So check out rockauto.com. And in the box where it asks, how did you hear about us? Tell them Locked On sent you and give us a little plug. So tell them either Locked On Ducks sent you or Locked On Kings. Or just to give us both a little blow, just say Locked On SoCal Hockey sent you. Yeah. So once again, that is rockauto.com. And I'll even do the jingle. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. Oh, yeah. That's my singing phrase. I love it. <laughs> and I'll be joined love by it. Sarah. Avamp- <laughs> She's loving it. More with Right Said Sarah after the first intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to what we're calling Locked On SoCal Hockey, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or you know where this is going, Tlopin. That's right. The Locked On Podcast Network. (laughs) What was that? I just, I love it. I I love useless abbreviations or words made out of things. I love it. And this is my special guest who is too sexy for most podcasts, Sarah Avampado. I did not make that claim. Buyer beware. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in your Twitter handle. Sort of. <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> you want to explain that for those that have missed it? My Twitter handle is right said Sarah, which is a joke on the uh the 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 song from the like what was it like the eighties, the nineties? The eighties. From Right Said Fred. 80s that i'm too sexy that what i feel like is quite potentially the song is older than um some of the listenership of these shows and or it's definitely older than a number of hockey players oh god like that i I, now i'm just having an existential crisis all over the place like (laughs) anyway as long as yarma yager is still playing somewhere we're not going to feel that old yes i like it i like that there you go i made you feel better that does that does yep uh, so there's 1991. Oh, 91. <laughs> Sorry, I had to Google. 91. We're older than the song. Not that it's a bad thing. We have more wisdom. God, but all these kids being drafted now are born in like 2001 or never something. Never mind, never mind. We won't talk oh, about terrible. that. Oh, that's terrible. Keep going. We we'll go talk with the show. Else. Go with something. the show. I can't think about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh so on Wednesday's podcast, I talked about the scheduling starting on August 1st. Well, that has changed once again. And how has it changed? Well, here's the tentative return to play schedule now. July 24th is when they travel to the hubs. 
the day after that, July 25th, are going to be exhibition games. How about that? A day later. Then the qualifying round is going you know, to begin. a little flexibility. Yeah, some, I guess. Uh, the qualifying round begins on July 30th. So two days earlier, and that's going to be on a Thursday. So get ready for six games a day for about a week. Where It's going to be nothing but madness for that week between July 30th. We might have to do more than three shows that week. It's going to be madness. Cats and dogs living together. I'm Mass hysteria. I'm like super excited about the idea of all day hockey. Um, If I can, you know, put aside the fact that we're doing this in the middle of a pandemic and all this other stuff. Like all day hockey is like that's my favorite thing about like the Olympics and worlds and world juniors and everything is that I can just sit down and watch hockey for like back to back to back so that's gonna be really cool but if there was a country um, that could do just, it would you rather have it here or in canada oh canada hands down yeah hands down uh, rest of the schedule august 9th is when the first round of playoffs would begin august 23rd would be the second round of playoffs conference finals would start september 6th hey it's a birthday gift yeah and september 20th the Stanley Cup final would tentatively start. The last possible game of the Stanley Cup final would be October 2nd. Of course, this is all subject to change because it always is. You never know. But what do you think of that schedule? That's, that's wild. The finals in October, like, I mean, and then like, I I mean, I, of course I'm just automatically thinking of the impact of next season, um, oh, especially knowing that they that. are really fully intent on having like a full schedule, like that, that it's, this is going to be wild, like just hands down. Um, especially like, I, I honestly am glad that the Kings are not playing in any of this stuff. You know, they're, they're going to be super rusty, but I'd rather them be super rusty than get like no time off. Uh, you know, especially for guys who maybe have been nursing chronic injuries or like someone like Jeff Carter, who I think had some kind of like surgery or something like this is going to give all of these guys who were hurt like a huge amount of time to recover as opposed to whoever plays the eventual Stanley Cup final if we actually get that far and then has like zero time off. Yeah. Like and I you just... had a perfect segue, no, by the way, a perfect segue. So the opening of training camps for 2021. 20- yes! One would be November 17th and the regular season tentatively would begin December 1st. Of course, all of this is subject to change. I cannot stress that enough. This could always change and something else that affects, which I mean, I guess that isn't, is that like, that's not too different from, you know, they finish in June and then by like September, what, August, September yeah. camps start happening. So I guess it's a little shorter. It's a little shorter, but, but not too it's bad. Not, I guess it's not too much compressed. But yeah, I'm definitely glad that like my team is not part of this. So speaking of our teams, one little note that I should mention, and this is on the league memo. So there's going to be an effort made in the future to minimize travel and have back-to-back games played in the same city wherever possible. So for example... That California trip would be either San Jose, then Anaheim Kings, or Anaheim, then the Kings, then San Jose. So the Kings and Ducks would be on that back-to-back schedule whenever possible. If you go on the East Coast, 
you'd have Rangers, Islanders, and then Devils. So you're going to have a lot of three games and four nights on those type of road trips, but that's at least doable. Yeah, I mean, it honestly surprises me that this is a thing that they're just working out right now. Like the times when they would send a team like from LA up to San Jose, then back down to Anaheim. Like every time I see that, I'm like, why? Like this, this is stupid. Uh, or same with, I think the Kings so had a really for saying that. <laughs> and I, or like, I think like the Kings had a really, this past season had a really dumb road trip out East where just like, they could have easily done things in like geographical order, but they didn't. And so they were ping ponging from like Boston to Pittsburgh, to Columbus, to New Jersey, to, to fit like they, they just didn't do right. They just didn't do it in a way that like made any sort of travel sense. And like, yeah, sure. They're flying and they're all getting like the best possible, you know, flights and food, whatever. But like they it just, just, just once do something a little bit that makes sense logistically instead of whatever they've been doing. So like, this is something that, you know, I, I they feel like should the, have been the doing Kings it. and Ducks are used to it. They should have been doing it anyway. And I think the Kings and Ducks are kind of used to this already of, you know, there's all, it's all like, it's usually back to backs, whoever, you know, the Capitals come to town and play the Kings one night and the Ducks the next night. Like, I feel like, we're both used to having to be like, well, like, let's look and see what's happening up the freeway. Um, so like that that's kind of normal, but it's just now that this is going to be standard, I think also will help teams plan a little better than, yeah, just that random, let's throw you up to San Jose and make you come back down has just always been, or like you're in LA and then you're in Vegas and then you're in Anaheim and then you're like, no, just don't do that. Well, remember <laughs> so back I'm, in the, I'm back definitely, in the- late 2000 decade where they used to do that where you'd go to LA then Arizona then back to Anaheim yeah that did not make any sense at all like what are you guys doing come on so this is yeah so this is I feel like long overdue and hopefully we'll make like the schedulers life easier too to uh to sort of have this set of protocols of this is how it's going to be Everything else has to build around this. There was another note to that, by the way, a little addendum is it's not always going to be one than the other. So it's not always going to be L.A. than Anaheim, Anaheim than L.A. It's going to alternate. So you're going to have the Kings one night and then the Ducks pick at the carcass of the beaten down team. And then sometimes it'll be the other way around. They'll play Anaheim first and then the Kings get to pick on the carcass. So it evens out. Yeah, I'm really excited for like someone to break down some sort of crazy chart of of all of this. Ineffective. Like, once once a schedule comes out. I'm waiting for the ineffective math charts on this one. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Shout out to ineffective math. So we mentioned this last week on our long rant about the NHL draft. And by the way, this is where we say this. I still can't believe we don't know who the number one pick is. We still can't believe it. What the hell? <laughs> Get it right, NHL. Oh, hockey at its finest. Yeah. No, we, we kid. But seriously, come on. We should know who the number one pick should be. So we had a little homework assignment. And at first, we kind of dismissed it as fun. But then we thought, you know what? Why not? Like, there's nothing else to talk about. So let's actually do this. So we each have a list of the teams that we want to see win 
the number one pick in the 2020 NHL draft. In order, which teams we think should have the number one pick. And I have my list of 16 teams from the team that I most want to win it to the team that I think should never win it. <laughs> I'm going to go ladies first on this one. I'm going to be so kind as to give you the honors on this Aww. one. Oh, <laughs> Are we reading are we reading our whole list or are we doing it one by one? Uh let's go like one by one. So the number one team that I would be okay with them winning the number one overall pick. I went with the Hurricanes. Ooh, interesting. Why why is that? I like them. I like their fan base. I like the area of the country. I have been to a bunch of games out there and I think that they are a team. You know, that a, a, a fan base that is just waiting. And we saw a taste of it this past season when they made it to the playoffs. And they're just waiting for good things to happen and for all the pieces to come together. And I feel like getting a guy like Alexi Lafreniere, like, would be amazing for them. And, like, imagine him and, like, Sebastian Ajo. And, like, I, I just – I don't have anything against the Hurricanes. I don't have anything bad to say about them. I think that, you know, aside from their, like, wacky cost-cutting measures, which I think are crappy, um, from a teams that I like that are not offensive to me, um, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. They are high on my list, but they are not number one. Uh, number one on my list is kind of a personal thing. But I'm going with the Arizona Coyotes, the team I want to see get the number one pick most. And here's why. They've never made the Stanley Cup final. The closest they came was in 2012, where they lost in the Western Conference final too. Hmm, who was that, Sarah? Hmm. Let me put on my thinking cap. <laughs> oh, it was me. <laughs> Not me personally. <laughs> Yeah, they lost to the LA Kings in five games. Yeah, they lost that fifth game in Arizona. So they've had a little bit of playoff pain. Uh, but the main the main reason is their new ownership is very, very much winning me over. Uh, Javier Gutierrez, the new owner of the Coyotes, which, by the way, for me personally, having a Latino president, I think is awesome. I love seeing the representation of... Latinos in a higher office like that, like team president, and to rep the Coyotes like he's been doing. Have you noticed? I don't know if you follow the Coyotes on social media. I mean, I do now. He does his press conferences in both English and Spanish. Oh, that's awesome. It actually, when, when we get to that point on my list, it actually pains me where I put Arizona because I like them for all the reasons that you mentioned. Um, and I think that they're a team that deserves kind of like the Hurricanes, like they deserve a little bit of happiness. But my like, I had some strategy in, uh -oh. in how I ranked my list. Let's just say, and I put <laughs> and I put in big bold letters. Also, Kachina jerseys. The fact that they listen to their fans and they're gonna wear the Kachinas during the playoffs, I think, is awesome. I freaking love that. So that was my number one choice as to the number one pick. I'm gonna go next on number two. This one has some bias. I'm going with the Vancouver Canucks. We, oh, wow. we both have buddies that are rooting heavily for the Canucks. Uh, Taylor Blake Ward, who is frequently on this podcast, and one of your locked-on NHL buddies, and someone that I like a lot, Justin Morissette. He's been waiting a long time for the Canucks to win it. And they're kind of a cursed franchise. Twice, they've come within one win of raising Lord Stanley, 94 and 2011. And both of those times... 
they lost in heartbreaking fashion. So if any team should have their fortunes changed, it should be the Canucks. It's been 50 years. It's about to be 51 more than likely. But getting Lafreniere could save that franchise. So I went pretty high on the Canucks. I didn't I didn't think I'd go number two on that, but I did. So there you go. Bet you didn't see that curveball coming, huh? I did not. I definitely did not. Uh, the, the Canucks will appear later in my list uh, for the same strategic reasons as the Coyotes appearing later in the list. Um, I, I feel like if I, I like theoretically, I should have put two lists together, like one list of like me, a person, what my heart says, and then the more like conniving strategic list, which is really what I did. Um, but yeah, I feel like for as big of rivals Vancouver's been with you know, with the Kings over the years, like they are a franchise that has just seen so much sadness, they so have. much sadness. But for number two, I went with kind of similar to the Hurricanes. I went with the Florida Panthers for a team that I would not be sad to see uh, get the overall number one pick. Uh, similar of, I feel like they're just kind of a few pieces away. Uh, they, you know, finally have reputable coaching. They have, maybe goaltending if Sergei Bobrovsky remembers who he is and getting a really talented winger would be uh, a big change, like a big, a big moment for them. And also would make a lot similar to the hurricanes would make a lot of like very traditional hockey people really mad. Uh, so that is also kind of why I put them there. They're just a team that I like, I have nothing against them. Um, they, like they've they've never done anything to me <laughs> to make here. me sad, uh, so so I was okay with them as number two. I do have them higher on my list. And then number number three for me, um, I feel like like this like the first two came really easy, and then the rest were sort of like I don't know. And I ended up going with the Blue Jackets for number three um, because similarly they're 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 a franchise that like has had its ups, ups and downs and has sort of tasted success and is starting to accumulate a lot of really good core pieces. And again, like a player like that would be, you know, franchise changing for them. And again, a team that has never really done anything to, to offend me aside from boo Jeff Carter, which I just think is hilarious, honestly. Uh, so, you know, and I, 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 you know, also like a bit selfishly have a bunch of friends who are blue jackets fans who I think would be like overjoyed to see them get the number one pick. And I've been to nationwide arena and was really just charmed by it, by their whole fan base and by how into it everyone was. Uh, so, I could just see how excited they would be to get the number one pick. And uh, unlike the bottom of my list, I don't hate them. So <laughs> that's my number three pick. All right. Uh, my number three went to the team that were the rightful owners. Quote, sorry, quote, rightful owners, end quote, of that pick during the phase one of the NHL draft lottery. That'd be the Winnipeg Jets because they should have had that pick. Two weeks ago, they should have had it and they didn't. And this is another franchise that's really going through it. I mean, first you end up in Atlanta. You have one playoff appearance in Atlanta. You have to suffer through Ilya Kovalchuk <laughs> multiple times on this podcast and on your podcast. I've bashed him multiple times. My BFF, Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, <laughs> You're just saying that to spite me at this point. Maybe. A, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. 
but they're really going. Yeah, he's not my problem anymore. <laughs> That's true. He's he's someone else's problem. But they've had to endure all that pain in Atlanta. Then they move to Winnipeg, where they get knocked out by the Anaheim Ducks in a sweep. They just go through it so much. They deserve some happiness. So I went with Winnipeg number three. Uh, my number four is your number one, the Carolina Hurricanes, because those bunch of jerks should have some amazing, some entertaining storm surges with the rookie taking part in the festivities. So why not, right? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, who was your number four? My number four was Montreal, mostly because I thought it would be funny. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Mine are way down there. I just I would I would like to see like the media completely eat itself over the narrative of French Canadian boy comes home. <sighs> Who's your number five? <laughs> number five, I sort of panicked and put, put Nashville. And my rationale is that even though I don't particularly like the Predators and even though if you can guess by my my list so far that I'm really trying to keep him out of the Western Conference, um, Nashville would make people mad. It would. <laughs> because I feel I feel like him going to anyone who is a non-traditional hockey market would make a lot of hockey men mad. So that's why I went with Nashville. So for number five, I went with the Florida Panthers for most of the same reasons that you had them at number two. It's been a long time since they've been good. And they have some pretty underrated players in their lineup. Can you imagine Lafreniere on a line with possibly Howla and Mike Hoffman? And not only that, but Huberto and Lafreniere. That's terrifying. Yeah. Huberto and Lafreniere would be a solid one-two punch on left wing. They would have some very solid second lines. They could easily go two, three lines deep already. But having Lafreniere... That could be scary deep. And they deserve it. They haven't been good in a long time. So, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Uh-oh. We, we, Hi. <laughs> we have gotten to know each other a long time. We've hung out multiple times. And we've, we've become good frenemies. Let's not admit this to the entire <laughs> Ducks-Kings crowd, but we've, we've become frenemies. Yeah, that's the yeah, best way yeah. to put it. We can't, we can't say that. Did you just trade the ducks up into this round or something? See, <laughs> I can't say that we're friends because we're technically supposed to be enemies because we're on opposite teams. So I'm not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say that legally because kings and ducks are supposed to hate each other. However, <laughs> this one's a little more personal. So number six, I put the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because I have a co-host that grew up as a Pens fan. And I have a co-host that I would love to continue having come back. And just in case they <laughs> fall to the Habs, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to see them claim that number one pick. Plus, Alexis and Sydney would be a fascinating line. Maybe a changing of the guards. Who knows? So there you go. That's my number six pick. They were higher than you thought I would I like put them, it. Huh? I... Yes. Yeah. I mean, spoilers for my list. They certainly did not go this high. <laughs> and I, you know, I had to put aside my, my, my childhood, my, my childhood things of when I had to rank the penguins on this list. I actually I want you chose to keep coming for the back. number six spot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like the, uh, the, the, the strategery there. I actually put the Islanders in my number six spot. And the only reason was because I have no actual feelings about the Islanders. 
Nice. But so like I didn't think they were like offensive enough to put them at the bottom of the list and I didn't care about them enough to put them at the top of the list. So they kind of went here in my like mushy middle section. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's see. I Number seven. Who do you have for number seven? I put the Jets kind of for the same reasons of like, I don't really care. Like they deserve some niceness. Yeah. But not enough to bump them up into my top five for me. Uh, for number seven, I had the Columbus Blue Jackets because they need something to cheer about, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Other than, you know, the cannon. Yeah. Which gets them excited. So number eight, I had the Edmonton Oilers only because that first line would be entertaining as hell. Strategically, I should have them <laughs> way lower, but I put them at eight only because McDavid, Cashian, and Lafreniere could be the most fun line to watch in the National Hockey League for several years. That's the only reason. I would just ref- I, like I would be busy anytime the Kings play the Oilers. I just would not watch that game. Plus, they they would have <laughs> it would give me too much anxiety. They would have the best chance to give Canada its first cup since '93 with that number one pick. It's been a long time. That is true. I still hate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna barrel through nine through thirteen really quick, and then All I'll right. let you do the same however you want. Because I actually wrote nothing along with these. But number nine, I went Islanders. They haven't won it all in my lifetime. They have a new building opening soon, so why not? Uh, number 10, Calgary. Yeah, whatever. They're in the West. Don't like it. Number 11, Nashville Predators. For kind of the same reasons you did. Number 12, Minnesota Wild. I had them way down there at 12 for Minnesota. Number 13, New York Rangers. Whatever. Kind of don't want to see them get the number one pick. I don't want to see them ever get the number one pick for a while. So that's my 9 through 13. I like it. Uh, I don't know if you said 8, right. but go 8 um, through 13. So we'll back up to my number 8. Yeah. yeah. Um, so number 8, I went with Chicago, which is much higher than I think anyone would put them. But let's let's be real. I live here. So I think it would be really cool for me personally to get to see him play all the time. That's really the only reason I put them that high. Okay. Um, number 9, the Rangers, just because I didn't know where else to put them. Number 10, the Wild, because that's where I think they belong. Um, And then 11, 12, and 13, here's where my strategy comes in. I go Vancouver, Arizona, and then Calgary, because I think all three of those franchises, like we said earlier, like Vancouver, Arizona, like definitely deserve happiness and deserve nice things. But at the end of the day, I'm a Pacific Division girl, and I don't, although I guess Arizona's moving to the central, that still doesn't change my mind. Um, I, I don't want to see this kid ha- five times a year. I don't, I don't want that. So that is why I put all of them so low. That's actually partially why I also have Arizona number one is they're moving to the central. The Pacific isn't going to see him as much. Yeah. I definitely forgot that until literally right now, yeah. but I don't think I would have changed my mind. All right. So my number 14, All right. the third team that I least want to see get a number one pick, the Montreal Canadiens, because they would just make too much sense. You know, the French connection and the rest of the NHL would claim the fix is in. It's fixed. <laughs> it would piss too many people. I just, off. I love me a good conspiracy. That would be too much of a conspiracy for my taste. I can't see the Canadians winning the number one pick. No, we we can't have that. 
there's chaos and then there's too much chaos. Then there's conspiracy and <laughs> next level conspiracy. We don't need that. So Montreal all the way down number 14. For me, for the four, uh, for number 14, I put the Oilers, um, largely because, again, the desire to keep him out of the Western Conference and the Pacific Division. And of all of the teams, the other Pacific Division teams, I wanted him to be on the Oilers the least because, like I said, the idea of him and McDavid playing together for the next million years gives me anxiety. And let's be real. I have to watch Drew Doughty get embarrassed enough as it is. I really don't want to have to see him get like double embarrassed against those guys. Damn. Wow. That's harsh. (laughs) All right. So is it a lie? It's not a lie. There is no lie. Embarrassed five times a a year by Connor McDavid. (laughs) Uh, To quote Maury Povich, the results are in and we can confirm that that is not a lie. <laughs> All right. So my number 15 team. Sorry, but the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> because haven't they That's won fair. enough recently? And I'm also so have. damn tired of hearing Chelsea Dagger over and over and over again. <laughs> You co- you cover the Kings. I chose. Uh, I chose. I do. I do. Like I said, the only reason I rank Chicago high is just because I live here. Okay. <laughs> and I can see it. I can see him all the time. Otherwise, they would go very, very low on the list. <laughs> <laughs> You're number fifteen. My number fifteen was Pittsburgh, and like I said, like it hurts my heart as someone who grew up a Penguins fan and who still like retains an amount of fondness for the team. But um, a, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh fan base, but like you're all completely bonkers. And I, 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 it just gives me stress and I just don't, I don't want it. Even though like the symmetry of like him and Crosby and both playing for the same team in junior, like they're like following the same, like there's a lot like from a story narrative perspective that like would, again, if I were doing the list a little differently, would put Pittsburgh way up higher um, because I think there's a lot of interesting storylines that would come out of that. But I just, I I can't cope with it. I can't do it. I just realized something. Do we both have the same team on the bottom of the list? We do. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. I've been keeping track. <laughs> so have I. Oh, man. So obviously we both left Toronto as the team we least want to see get the number one pick because Toronto. Them getting the number one pick would piss because Toronto. Because Toronto. Did you literally write because Toronto as well? Yeah. I mean, I didn't write anything down, but, like, that was, like, the reasoning in my head. Like, at least, like, Montreal, like, I wouldn't be able to understand most of the media frenzy because my French is bad. Yeah, but... Especially my, like, Quebecois, like, French-Canadian French is really bad. Like, at least that, I wouldn't be able to understand it. Like, Toronto, like, no. 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 I don't want no. it. I don't want anything about it. It would piss everyone off. <laughs> and we don't need that. I mean, it would piss. No. It would piss almost everyone like off. He, okay, Steve. Steve Dangle yeah, would be he, happy. Even like, yeah, him and like I'm sure like our esteemed head honcho Sean Woodley would be happy. He as he, the Leafs guy he would be happy. But just remember that you beat him on Sports Je- or Hockey Jeopardy. <laughs> I I did. So that that gives me 
even like claim to even more claim. get whatever I want out of this. I think. Exactly. <laughs> and um, you know what? Let's give a nice shout out just because I thought it was really cool. Uh, congrats to Steve Dangle. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he had a baby. He's a he's a proud papa for the first time. So I always like seeing stuff like oh. that. Yeah. So good for him. He's a he's a proud father. That poor kid is going to see him yelling about the Leafs for a long time. Get that kid some, like, ear protection immediately. <laughs> but, yeah, Toronto, we don't want to see him get the number one pick. We don't ever want no. to see them get the number one pick. Do you have any more reasons that Toronto should never see number one? No, they're just – I'm just – they need to be reminded that the hockey universe doesn't revolve around them. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for saying it more eloquently than I ever could. <laughs> Even my dog agrees with that. I, I love my friends who are Leafs fans. Like I, I like, I have a bunch of friends who live in Toronto, a bunch of friends who are Leafs fans. I love all of you dearly. I don't want your team to get the number one pick. See, the thing is I do have Leafs friends, but I also have friends that live in Toronto that are not Leafs fans, they're either Canadians fans or Ottawa Sens fans. They refuse to root for the Maple Leafs. Or in the or or, or in the case of esteemed Sharks podcaster Cal Demetrius, somehow a Sharks fan. <laughs> <laughs> and now this is the part where we get to bash the Sharks for about 20 seconds. So let's let's get it over with <laughs> at the end of the podcast. So go ahead. You're not going to get the number one pick, San Jose. Ha ha. San Jose, you could have had the Your number... bad season was for nothing. Ha ha You could have had the number three pick, but you had to make that lousy trade. <laughs> That's all trade. I got. They could have had the number three pick, but they uh -huh. had to ruin it for everybody. It is their fault. Sharks, it's your fault. You could have had the number three. You blew it. You blew it. All right. With that, I think it's a fantastic point to end this podcast where we tend to run long all the time because we're frenemies. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, where can everyone find you on the socials? So they can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. That's right as in the word right and Sarah with an H, the only correct way to spell it. Uh, you can find Locked on Kings at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter. And you can find Locked on NHL, of which I host the Monday and sometimes Wednesday editions of the show uh, on Locked on NHL on Twitter. And of course, wherever you find your podcasts. You're going to be really busy come that first week of August. You're going to have about 24 yeah. games to cover on that first episode of Locked on NHL. You might need me on there, won't you? Everyone gets one minute to talk about their game. So I won't be on that one. <laughs> I might do that, actually. I might do that, actually. That'd be rad. You know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I like that idea so much. So <laughs> we have too much fun, folks. And you know, we're not um, drinking this time. Anyway, so you can find me on the socials at StimpyJD and also at LO underscore Ducks. Did I just reveal something about our previous podcast? Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, you can, <laughs> you can hear our podcast via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, maybe Smoke Signal, maybe not, maybe uh, Morse Code. Are, are we on Morse Code on the Locked On Podcast Network? No, not yet. Well, maybe for those with ham radio. Ham radio. We could be on ham radio. I'm just teasing here. We're having way too much fun here. But we're on multiple platforms. You could find us there. Find us anywhere where you hear your podcasts. 
So look up Locked On LA Kings, Locked On Anaheim Ducks, because both of our teams have other podcasts named Kings and Ducks. Yours is of the Sacramento version. Mine is of the Oregon version. So, yeah, there you go. Woo! Uh, Any final words before we close it out? I'm excited for hockey, and I hope that somehow nothing bad happens so I don't have to be not excited about it. Like we've said, if any country can do it, it's Canada. (laughs) Just be glad they're not in Orlando. Anyway. uh, Oh, gosh. thank, Thank you so much, Sarah, once again. And we'll do this again, I'm sure, later this month at some point. Absolutely. All right. On behalf of Sarah Avampado, I am Jason J.D. Hernandez for Locked on Anaheim Ducks, wrapping up another fine week of podcasting. Uh, Don't forget to be kind to everyone. Practice social distancing. And hey, Anaheim, ducks fly together. Quack, 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 quack. Sorry, Sarah, had to do it. (laughs) Stay safe, everyone. Have a good weekend. (laughs) 